and we're back. The NFL Pod, views from Section 400. A uh, little Thanksgiving special, Thanksgiving weekend for the NFL uh, slate this week. Uh, I'm the host, Matt. My other two hosts, Jack and Brian, joining me today as well. And uh, yeah, we'll kind of jump right into this one. Uh, the biggest takeaways from the Thanksgiving Day games, uh, we had three games roll on uh, on Thanksgiving. And uh, jump over to you, Brian. What, what was your biggest takeaways from uh, Turkey Day? Yeah, the Cowboys are good against bad teams. The 49ers are back. And the Detroit Lions are frauds. Those were the three things I really took away. I, I know last week I said the Lions had a chance for that one seed in the NFC. I don't feel that way anymore. Niners maybe, but they're they're a little behind the birds. So that that's kind of what I took away from last week. Yeah, I think uh, I think you hit the nail on the head right there, Jack. What uh, what you observe yesterday uh, during the festivities? Man, no, Brian said it clear as day. Exactly what I was thinking. If anything to add to it, Dak Prescott, legitimate candidate for MVP. Uh, see how the end of the season shakes out. But I mean, after after the four touchdown day yesterday, he just keeps on rolling it in with the stats and. It's possible. We'll see. Yeah, we got to see uh, what it looks like for him when uh, when some t- tougher competition uh, pops up. Because uh, I don't th- I don't think I'm I'm that sold on on Dak Dak uh, being an MVP candidate. But you know, if you, you we'll see what he does against better competition. Um, but yeah, kind of want to jump right into the first game here. Kind of a horrible game. Uh, Bucks taking on the Colts. No one's really going to give a shit. Nobody, I mean, Baker Mayfield's done in Tampa Bay. And, uh, you know, the Colts need to figure out uh, getting Anthony Richardson healthy and uh, just moving in a better direction there. But uh, I would honestly, I feel like I'd lean uh, Colts here. I'm going to take Michael Pittman's over receptions um, and just leave it right there. I think that's a pretty safe play. He's been hitting crazy numbers. Always oh, 10 plus targets a week. I think his over under for receptions might be six and a half, maybe even five and a half. Biggie cruises over that. Uh, um, got, you know, the, the Colts are going to have to pass the ball. So uh, that's what I'll take there. Uh, probably not going to be too too tuned into this one. But, uh, Jack, what do you got as you're looking uh, looking at this one? Yeah, you know what? I like exactly where your head's at with this. But I'm actually going to go Josh Downs over on the receiving yards. He's got a line set at uh, at 47.5 receiving yards. I'm taking the over on that. He seems to be connecting with Minshew on some deep balls, and I think it really will only take one or two of those deep passes to hit this number. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think that's some good stuff. What do you got, Bry? I like where you guys' uh, heads are at with the Colts passing. The Bucks have a really good run defense. I believe they're yeah they're leading the NFL, second in the NFL in rush yards allowed per game. Which I mean, the the issue there is Levante David's not going to play in this game, and Devin White is questionable. So that might open up the run game a little bit. I like Gardner Minshew's passing yards, 244 and a half. Uh, I know the Bucks kind of killed me when I took Will Levis's passing yards, called that my nuke whale of the year, and I don't think he <laughs> surpassed 225. I will say uh, you called this, a, called this a bad game. This is kind of a game of two teams that are hanging up on by a thread in their divisions, and the winner's got a chance here, especially because the Bucks, you know, four and six, the Saints, we'll get to the Saints game later, but they're playing the Falcons. So they have a chance to jump one of those teams. And then the Colts at 5-5 five and five, will get to Jags game later with uh, the Jags taking on the Texans. But if the Texans can beat the Jags there and the Colts can win this game, that division's up for grabs too. So I'm very interested to see what happens in this game. Uh, one little small thing. I'm playing Rashad White in fantasy this week. 
uh, in need of a win, and I'm kind of scared about that. He scored four times in his last three games. So it might be worth a little sprinkle for him to get in the end zone in this one. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I have on on this game. Yeah, dude, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. It is teams hanging on by a thread, but uh, both have zero shots. So I'm, uh, I'm not convinced. Uh, yeah, I, let's roll on here. I think that's way too much time on that game. Uh, <laughs> Patriots taking on the Giants. Probably don't need to spend a lot of time here, but I'll, I'll just kind of leave it off to you, Brian. Uh, your 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 Giants are three and eight, and uh, what do you got? Yeah, Tommy DeVito looked like a competent quarterback last week. It was against the incompetent Washington Commanders, but you know DeVito looked good. He proved us all wrong. We all took his under, and he skied over that. Yeah, he did. But I'm I'm excited for this game. You know, a, a decade ago, this would probably be the game of the week. Yeah, besides what, that, some angle that this is a great game too. <laughs> no, that I mean, I, to Brian nailed it. I mean, ten years ago, this was Brady against Manning. Uh, oh, yeah. Now, now we're getting uh, Mac Jones against Danny DeVito. I mean, we don't really need to cover this game, do we? No one's watching. It. Neither <laughs> I, of these guys are playoff teams. Let's move on. I mean, I, I'm going to take the Giants on the money line. They're seven and six against the Patriots, or six and seven against the Patriots all time. So let's move to seven and seven, and uh, tie up that series. Yeah, Jack, hit us with a pick and let's, let's roll. Uh, all right, I'll hit you with a pick. Let me get Saquon over 20 and a half receiving yards. I like that. I will uh, – What the over-under is 33 and a half? <laughs> it's Matt Jones versus Tommy DeVito. <laughs> that's still disgusting. I'm going to go with oh, – dude, I kind of want to go with Zeke over 30 and a half rushing yards. I feel like that's been a hot play. Uh, the Giants run defense I don't think is particularly that great, especially trading Leonard Williams away. No. So, uh, what's that, Bry? Nothing about their team is particularly great. I know, but I'm just saying. I, you know, I think Zeke could have another nice day there. So I'll take his over uh, r- rushing yards. That's been hot in the past. So uh, let's see if that stays hot. Uh, moving on to the wackiest, craziest, possibly best division in football: the Steelers taking on the Bengals. Bengals without Joe Burrow, obviously, for the rest of the year. Um, Looking like a rainy 44-degree day. Probably going to be a shit show up there for the playing conditions. Obviously, we don't know what we have in Jake Browning. And uh, and the Steelers are what the Steelers are. They're, they'll keep games close, give themselves a chance. But it, it's just so tough to trust that offense. I'll jump over to you here, Jack. What are you seeing here uh, in this divisional matchup? I'm seeing a close game. I mean, Vegas has it as a one-point swing. Uh, either way, it's basically a pick them. You know, you would think the Bengals without Joe Burrow starting Jake Browning, you would think that Kenny Pickett can get the best of them. But I'm going with the home team here. It's a divisional game. It's going to be a gritty game. Both teams are going to lean on the run and the defense. So uh, might like the under here, but I'm 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 definitely going to go with the Bengals in the in in the home at home here. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um... So we just talked about that matchup between Mac Jones and Tommy DeVito. Now we get Kenny Pickett and Jake Browning. Tommy DeVito actually more touchdowns this season than Kenny Pickett, believe it or not. I'm going to take the Bengals at home, one, because they're the home team, and two, because Jake Browning graduated from our Washington Huskies. So I'm going to keep those keep those vibes rolling. Woo-woo. Indeed he did, dude. Indeed he did. Um, yeah, I – it's tough. It's really tough for me all year betting against the Steelers, but I just think on the road in the rainy conditions, I'll take the Bengals on the money line. Uh, another 
play to look at. I know the 35 and a half is a low number, but in those bad conditions and, and two totally un, unquestionable, you know, you don't know what's going to happen with the quarterbacks. I think that could be a sprinkle. I, I don't particularly want to hand it out as a free as one of the picks. I do like Bengals on the money line, though. That'll be my official lock. But if you're trying to build a big parlay for Sunday, you know, maybe you throw maybe you throw the under in there because it'll be tough to score with two not great offenses with you know the quarterback situations and uh, you know some bad weather. So let's look out for that game. You know, hopefully we get something good there for the divisional matchup, but. Here's one I think we can all agree on is just a gross, disgusting game. Panthers taking on the Titans. <laughs> uh, I mean, do we need to spend much time on this? I'm just going to take Titans money line and hope that it hits and probably not watch this. Uh, Jack, I'll jump to you. I mean, dude, five seconds or less. We don't need to talk about this. <laughs> what do you got? No, I mean, I, I just want to touch on the fact I saw Vrabel's job is not in question. That's good. He's a good coach. Um, They definitely should have started the rebuild this year and not hung on to Derrick Henry and tried to for, you know, to scrap together whatever they could. Uh, I know Vrabel's a scrappy guy, but no, I'm moving on. They need to move on uh, and uh, I'll take them at home. Yeah, I we have a buddy from Auburn, Steve, that's a Panthers fan. I feel super bad for him. He, that season's been rough. Uh, Bryce Young is not that guy. Will Levis might not be that guy either. So another matchup between two horrendous quarterbacks. I'm going to take the under 36 and a half. I like it. Yeah, I don't hate that play at all, dude. I, I think uh, we have really been throwing out a lot of unders, I feel like, the last couple of weeks. So I'm hoping that's, uh, that's a hot under right there. I, uh, I, I don't hate that at all. Uh, yeah, man. But rolling on, Jags-Texans. Uh, I mean, this is one of the most anticipated matchups of the week because it's a battle for first place here. Um, the only th- the thing the thing that Jags, I think, have going for them well is they kind of gl- glued together last week, got the offense figured out a little bit to some extent, uh, and the defense really showed up, I think, more. But, you know, it's tough to beat a team twice. And, and I think the Texans already did beat them. So the Jag, you know, it's kind of all in favor of the Jags. So I'm going to go hand out a couple crazy picks here. Not crazy, but I'll give you a bunch. I'm going to go C.J. Stroud over on the passing yards. I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence over on the passing yards. I'm going to take the game's total over 47 and a half. But those three player props and and the and the uh, the total of the game, 47 and a half, that's what I'll hand out. I'm staying away from the money line. Uh, Jack, I'll jump over to you because it's your team, bro. What do you got? Oh, and I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth, man. Told, the over is going to hit. Jags money line is going to hit. Um, you know, I think we're going to find some success on the ground with ETN. So I'm not completely sold with Trevor Lawrence's passing over. Um, I do think Stroud and, and Texans are going to have to air it out. So I like that play as well. So Stroud over on the passing yards, over on the game, Jags money line. And uh, we're going to get some anytime touchdown value in there too. Probably ETN, maybe a Ridley, uh, pick your poison. But that's a nice little parlay to get you juiced up on Sunday. Yeah, and you can probably take over C.J. Stroud passing TDs as well. Might be set at like one and a half for like minus 140 or minus 130. Sure. I think that's I think that's it as well. But, Bri, I don't want to leave you out here, man. What do you got? We just handed out a lot of juice on picks, dude. So So come at us with something <laughs> hot here. Yeah, that was a lot of juice. Um, I will say, you said this was the most anticipated matchup of the week. 
this may be the most anticipated matchup of the young history of views from section 400 here. I know we've been big on the Texans. Jack, of course, got his Jags. This is going to be a fun one. 47 and a half in the dome in uh, Houston. Thank God it's in the dome and not in the horrible weather of Jacksonville, Florida. But I think I like Dalton Schultz over 43 and a half receiving yards here. He's been good. He's been getting his touch. He scored a lot of touchdowns. I like the yards, though. And then we're going to go with the Travis Etienne anytime touchdown. Uh, he's he's getting in in this game. I know Trevor Lawrence, He two rushing touchdowns last week, he had like 40 fantasy points. And it seems mm-hmm. with him, whenever he does something like that, he's going to put up like an eight fantasy point game here. I'm not saying he's not going to play well, but I just don't think he's going to be scoring touchdowns. And with the high over-under, the Jags are going to be scoring, so Etienne's most likely to get in there. And you know what, actually? It's an Auburn weekend. War damn eagle. Tank Bigsby, anytime touchdown. He's getting in there. Woo! Wow, a little backup running back play there. That's got to be a lot of plus money. Um, That's definitely plus money. You know, I I can't endorse the tank play. I'm an Auburn guy. I'm in Auburn, Alabama. I'm going to be watching the Iron Bowl there tomorrow, but uh, I can't endorse the the tank play. He's just not getting enough touches with the Jags right now. But, hey, War Eagle, Duval, love it. Yeah, we love the uh, we love the uniqueness and really taking a look at what what every offering they have for the game. I mean, that's you really you're really looking around there and giving out some variety. Uh, so we love that. But Saints Falcons kind of now taking the back seat to uh, what we just talked about in that hot game. Uh, but yeah, Saints Falcons. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Brian will probably have some angle that these teams are hanging on by a thread and uh, they got a shot. I know the Saints are uh, are 500, but, uh, yeah, I'll jump over to you, Brian. What do you got for this one? Yeah, so the last game, the Jags game, is a battle for first place. This is a battle for first place. You got the first and second place team in the horrible, awful NFC South. But, hey, one of these teams is going to probably host a playoff game. So these guys are going to be juiced up. You got Desmond Ritter, Desmond Ritter and Derek Carr going at it. Uh, it's horrible. Not quite C.J. Stroud and Trevor Lawrence, but, hey, you know, it's a big game. I know this is a big rivalry. These fan bases are going to be at each other's throats all week. Let's go with Desmond Ritter over 198 and a half passing yards. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, What do you got, Jack? Yeah, so I know there's a couple injuries that are sort of worth noting. Michael Thomas hit the IR. Marshawn Lattimore is uh, questionable. But the big one for me is Young Hoku is questionable, (laughs) the kicker for the Falcons. If they don't have him in this divisional game, which should be a a tough defensive game, probably low scoring, um, as this AFC South seems to be with the terrible offensive play and offensive play calling, uh, they're not going to have a shot if they don't have Koo. So if he's not playing, my pick is going to be Saints Moneyline on the road. If he is playing, it's going to be the under. Before you jump in here, Matt, I will say it's an actual injury. It's it's not a head cold kicker injury. Yeah, I, I was actually just about to ask what uh what was he miss potentially missing for? Harrison Bucker had a cold. He had a head cold this week. ESPN, why does he need an injury designation? I, I believe it's a lower body thing. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll give him the benefit of the doubt there, but uh. Yeah, man, some good picks there. I'm going to roll with old reliable. Give me Kamara's over receiving yards, and I'll sprinkle in his over receptions as well. You touched on it. Michael Thomas is on IR. Um, 
all they got is to lean on is Chris Olave and Kamara out of the backfield. So that's the play I'm going with there. I would lean Saints money line as well. Um, I don't I don't trust Arthur Smith. I don't trust that offense. I definitely don't trust Desmond Ritter. Um, so I would lean Saints money line if I had to give out something there. But uh, before before we move on, uh, Jack mentioned the horrible play calling of these two teams. So no. Deron Bland on the Cowboys had his sixth pick six of the year in yesterday's game. That is more touchdowns than Kyle Pitts has scored in his entire career. Wow. And that's in one season. <laughs> that's one season. That's one half season of playing defense. That's 11, that's 11 games, six pick sixes. More touchdowns yeah. than Kyle Pitts through, what, three years now? Yep. Yeah. Close a lot of, 30 a lot. games. Over 30 games, maybe? Uh, moving on after uh, jumping on uh, to that game, Rams, who got a huge win and destroyed my parlay last weekend, taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Um, this is an interesting one because both defenses suck. The, the Rams offense is competent to some extent. They looked horrible last weekend until, uh, you know, they got that miraculous drive against the Seahawks and made some stuff happen. But the Cardinals also have Kyler Murray back. And with his dual threat abilities flying around back there, it gives them a shot. I don't know how good of a shot, but it gives them a better shot than what they've already had. Um, I'm, I'm just sticking to it. There's no reason to run away. Kyler Murray over rushing yards that will hit again three weeks in a row. Um, and, you know, I think I think I I, I want to uh, lean Cardinals money line in this game as well, uh, just because the Rams are coming off that big road win last week or, or home win, excuse me, but coming off a big win nonetheless. And uh, yeah, I just think the Cardinals with Kyler Murray back late, kind of late in the season, that weird Thanksgiving week, weekend magic. Cardinals money line gets it done, uh, and Kyler goes over his rushing yards. I'll jump over to you, Brian. Uh, what are you seeing in this uh, weird uh, NFC battle? Yeah, I completely agree with you. The Rams coming off that big emotional win last week in Seattle. And then the Cardinals have looked like a decent football team with Kyler Murray in there. I know they're two and nine, but they're two and three at home. And Kyler Murray makes this team look decent. I'm not saying they're going to go on in some kind of crazy run here, but I right, do think right. they're going to be able to win some home games. And because of that, I'm going to take them at the plus money money line here. So on this one, uh, I'm 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 gonna be against you guys. Uh, McVeigh plays this division really well. Uh, he's he's the king over there. I know Shanahan and the Niners have the squad to do it, but he's better uh, as a coach, in my opinion, coming from the same tree. And uh, Kyler Murray is one in six against these Rams. I don't expect that to change. You know, he's he has looked you know pretty nice. Look, coming off the injury, he's getting back in the swing of things. But the Cardinals aren't anything special. I know the Rams are coming off the emotional win but they're just the better team uh and and i think they get the job done on the road keep keep getting hot and uh you know try to buy themselves a uh a playoff spot they definitely could i i don't think you're i don't think you're wrong there um but yeah i just think you know with kyler coming back gives them a little bit more of a shot and the rams coming off that win is uh might be a little too much but you're right mcveigh's a great coach i uh i've always been a fan of him so uh you know tough to see that they're having a down year but uh you know like you said he plays this division real well so it'll uh it'll be good to see but yeah jumping on to a, a way better of a matchup and honestly it, four weeks ago you're kind of saying well the broncos are probably down and out but the browns travel to denver to take on the denver broncos and uh yeah i mean this is a game that the brown the browns have no quarterback 
but they've just been competent enough in keeping themselves in games that they continue to win games. So I will uh, jump over to you, Jack. What are you seeing here as uh, this one approaches from Mile High Stadium? Yeah, you know, the these are two of the best defenses in the NFL right now. Uh, the Browns have been one of the best defenses all season long. I mean, that's how they have the record that they do. Uh, that's how they're, you know, right behind the Ravens in that AFC North. Their defense is really that good. The Broncos, their defense has come alive in the recent weeks. You know, they've, they've been on a roll lately. Uh, both of these defenses are going to carry this game. So I'm not liking anybody's overs per se. I don't like the game over. I don't know who's going to win it, but I am going to go with the under in this one, under 36 and a half. Yeah, I mean, the under makes sense. It's looking like it's going to be snowy, uh, 33 degrees with some snowfall in this. So both these quarterbacks, their lines are under 200 passing yards. Uh, you know, Dorian Thompson-Robinson had the big win last week. He was bawling his eyes out on the sidelines. So I, I like the Browns. I like the Browns' juju. Miles Garrett should win Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, he might get robbed by Bland, who we talked about earlier because of his six <laughs> pick sixes this year. But yeah, yeah, I, I I think I like the Browns to move to eight and three here. You know, Denver's cooking up some good stuff. They've won four in a row, but at some point they just you got. I don't think they're that good of a football team. They might be back a little bit, but the Browns are just the better team here. And I actually think the weather in Denver kind of cancels out any talent gap on offense. So because of that, I'm just going to take the Browns defense in this one. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Bri. I love the Browns plus one and a half. I think the worst weather actually plays in the Browns' favor and helps them out a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, so I like the Browns and probably a game that's going to go under this number. Not a lot of points I'm expecting here, especially if, if it's – you know, pretty, pretty weird weather with snow and stuff like that. But give me the Browns plus one and a half. You're not going to be able to get them at plus money or plus points uh, a lot of times the rest of the way here, uh, as they are really, they're a good team. I mean, the talent on that team is good. So I'll go Browns plus one and a half. And like I said, I just think that, that uh, kind of crazy weather with the snow, cold temperature kind of plays into that Browns Browns favor um, always plays into a defense and, and they got the better defense here. So, I will. Uh, I'll go with that play. But yeah, moving on to another divisional matchup. We got a lot of divisional games this weekend. Um, Chiefs taking on the Raiders. Um, you know, Chiefs coming off a big loss. I think you can just totally fairly say minus eight and a half here. I like the Chiefs minus. You know, to win this game by ten points or more. So that's the pick I'll give there. I think Mahomes comes out fired up. You know, they probably had a big week of practice working on catching the ball running better routes, getting the offense going for Mahomes. So I'll go Chiefs minus eight and a half. I think they win this game by 10 plus points. And uh, I'll jump over to you, Jack. What do you got here as the uh, Chiefs look to rebound? Yeah, I uh, I see that the line is is eight and a half. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it down to six and a half, but I'm still going to take the Chiefs here. Um, I, I do expect them to maybe win this game handedly, you know, but it is a divisional game. Backdoor covers are possible here. Uh, yeah. But I like what you said about the Chiefs going into practice this week, working on catching the football. Uh, I think that's going to be really big for them moving forward uh, if their receivers could catch the fucking football. Right. Yeah, they were a uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Should, should have been catch away from, you know, winning that game last week. And then even Justin Watson on that fourth and 25. <laughs> he should have caught that. I don't know what kind of defense the, the Eagles were playing on that, but he should have caught that pass and then that game should have been prolonged. I like what you both said about, you know, the, them coming off a loss. 
and just wanting to beat the shit out of the Raiders here. But the Raiders have looked above average with Antonio Pierce at the helm. They won those two games, and then they lost by a touchdown to the Dolphins last week, and there's a lot of things I could say about the Dolphins and their fraud status. But I I just I love the Raiders' juice right now. I think Pierce has them playing hard. I know they're five and six, so they're probably out of the range of making any kind of noise for the playoffs. But this is their last stand at home to, you know, maybe try to pull something off. I'm gonna take them plus eight and a half here. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess you got something with the cat the coaching uh switch up did help has helped them uh move in a better direction. But I just think the Chiefs coming off the loss, they're you know, they're they're gonna be a little more motivated than uh, you know, team playing better under Antonio Pierce uh team. So that's what that's what I'll go with for that one. But I want to jump into, you know, another game that everybody has circled, AFC versus NFC. Buffalo Bills, crazy fan base, travels down to South Philly to take on the Philadelphia Eagles crazy fan base. And we're going to have tables being smashed in the parking lot, beers flying everywhere, people doing keg stands, shotgun and beers, at you they fireball, liquor, whatever shots. It's going to be out of control. Fireworks going off. It's going to be a party time in South Philadelphia come, uh, I guess, that game's at 4 o'clock. Yeah, dude, Eagles all the way here. I think minus, you know, they could win this game by a touchdown. We've seen the Bills. They are fraudulent, and the Eagles are electric at home. They play lights out at home. And like I always say in the pod and on the clips, Nick Sirianni, his teams just win football games. And that's the bottom line here. They're playing at home. They're playing hot. Uh, They're in the middle of this so-called gauntlet that they've are just steamrolling through. They win this game this weekend, and look, they got the first three done, and they can afford to lose a game here or there. Um, and But look, they don't look like they're going to because they've been red hot and, and clearly the hottest team in the NFL. And that Lions loss yesterday, I think pretty much almost wrapped up a uh, number one seed. I know we still have to play the Niners. That game will be huge, especially with the Niners playing well, but you know, at the rate they're going right now, they're looking really strong. But that's what I got there. Give me the Eagles to cover the, the these points. Uh, I think. I think. You know, we keep doing what other teams are doing against the Bills, and that's exposing them for the frauds they are. So that's my angle there, Jack. I will jump to you. What do you have here on uh, on this on this battle? Yeah, the Bills finally uh, turned it around and and bounced back last week and looked like a, a competent team again, but. No, the, the Eagles just went on the road, took care of the Chiefs, uh, the AFC's best. So, you know, if if they're going out to Arrowhead and beating the Chiefs, they got the Bills coming to them at home. No reason they should lose this game at home. They're going they're only getting three points at home. You know, the standard home favorite. I'm I'm locking that in so easy. Um I don't love the birds. I don't I don't love you, but uh, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in the minus three because I like money. There you go. What do you got, Bry? Yeah, uh, so the last time the Birds were at home and they recovered, or they had a three-point spread as a favorite. I took them on the on the money line against the Cowboys, and they yeah. helped me out. But I can't go against my anti-Birds parlay here. So can't wait. I will give can't you. Wait. Here we go. Give me a home. Where Josh Allen roams, where Stefan Diggs and James Cook play, where seldom is heard from any kind of bird, 
and the Bills are going to win on Sunday. Josh Allen, 300 yards. Stephon digs anytime touchdown. James Cook over 50 rushing yards and the Bills money line. That's what you got. That's your anti-Eagles parlay. So obviously, <laughs> like you always like to do, let's get a recap of the picks that you just took in your uh, little song there. Yeah, so uh, we got Josh Allen, 300 passing yards. Uh, Stephon Diggs to find the end zone anytime touchdown. And, and James Cook anytime touchdown. And then the Bills money line. Boom. There you go. Uh, yeah, so I think Jack and I have a little bit more sense of reality and realism. You will continue to roll with some anti-Eagles parlays that I don't think one has hit this year. So <laughs> that's what we got. Moving on to the two primetime games left on the slate in the week, Sunday night football and Monday night football. We'll jump into Sunday night first. Ravens 8-3 and three and plus 3 taking on the Chargers, who are four and six. Uh, pretty big over-under here. I'm probably staying away from that. The Ravens on the road, plus three, seem like the logical play here. But Lamar Jackson is also a guy, along with the Ravens, who struggle on the road. So I'm a little confused on this one. I, don't, I, I think it's a weird line. You look at it, you're like, well, the Chargers are complete frauds. Uh, the Ravens should handle this easily. But – Traveling across the country and having to go play in L.A. I think hurts the Ravens because, like I said, they don't play that well on the road. So I think it is a little bit of a weird line. I just I've seen so little out of the Chargers that I think even though the Ravens don't play well on the road, I'm still going to take them plus three. I'll even buy the half 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 point five to get them plus three and a half. But. I just can't trust the Chargers. I've seen too much out of them at, that it just hasn't been enough on offense. I do not trust Brandon Staley whatsoever. So I will lock in the Ra- Ravens plus three and a half. I'll take that extra hook just because I don't like pushes. Uh, Ravens plus three and a half. I think if you're getting them plus points, um, you know, and I don't care about Mark Andrews being out. I know that's a piece there where, where some points could be playing, but. Yeah, Ravens plus three and a half. I, I think you can lock that in with confidence, but I'll jump to you, Jack. What are you seeing here on uh, on Sunday night? Yeah, that's that's I'm I'm with you. That's one of those lines that doesn't make sense to me. Um, usually when I see a line that doesn't make sense, I take the opposite. So that would be Chargers minus three, but I'm not I'm not gonna do that. You're not gonna get me to bet on Brandon Staley and this Chargers team, uh, who continue to lose games uh when they should absolutely win them. So uh, my play here is actually going to be the over of 48 and a half. I know they don't have, I know the Ravens don't have Mark Andrews, um, but I, I still think that the, with the way that these two offenses have been playing, uh, we're going to see over 48 and a half points, over 50 points. Um, and, uh, and I think uh, one big thing to note as well is, you know, no, no more Joey Bosa for this Chargers team. Uh, so I think Lamar is going to have a little bit more time to throw the ball downfield Maybe a big day for uh, for his receivers like like Zay Flowers or or Devin Duvernay, maybe Rashad Bateman, you know, uh, <laughs> Odell Beckham, maybe. But uh, yeah, no Mark Andrews, so I, I think uh, I think the overs hitting in this one, regardless, though. Yeah, good stuff there. I think uh, I think you got some juice, but uh, Brian, I know you always have some kind of some kind of take, crazy take for a game like this. So what do you got? 
Yeah, no, you mentioned how the Ravens struggle on the road, which makes me want to take the Chargers on the opposite coast of the country. But the Chargers just struggle in general. So, you know, there's been headlines about Brandon Staley being on the hot seat. This might be his game where he's playing for his job. And that also makes me want to lean Chargers. But at the same time, I just don't think the players like him that much. No, <laughs> so, they don't. Do they just can it in here? They might. Uh, 48 and a half, as much as I love a dome over, I think that number's a little high. Lamar Jackson seemed banged up last week. Um, like you said, Joey Bosa out for the year, Mark Andrews out for the year. I'm going to take – no, no, no. I'm going to take Gus Edwards, 60 rushing yards. That's it? No Ravens plus three here? No, I just – I this, it's this game might one, end man. in a – you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sprinkle this game to end in a tie. Really, that's got to be like plus ten thousand. This this game's gonna end in a tie. That, that, all signs, at least to me, are pointing to this game ending twenty four to twenty four. No Dude. game with Justin Tucker will end in a tie. That's 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 fair. That is a fair a fair point, Jack. But it's still gonna end in a tie. Justin Tucker is gonna. <laughs> He's going to hit the crossbar on a 70-yard field goal to end this game. Hey, you know, over here at Sexer 400, we hand out those any kind of locks, dude. Like I said, we dive into the board and hand you out where there's potential great value. I think to a, to a little bit, Brian, I don't hate the overtime play there at all. I really don't. I think the line is so weird that it's like almost – I know it's probably not a thing, but it's an overtime line, dude. It's so weird. You're like, eh, it is an overtime line. So I like it there, dude. I like the way you're thinking on that one. And I like that we're able to kind of digest and look at the board like that and hand out a pick like that. I love that. So good stuff there. Monday Night Football, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman on uh, to wrap up kind of the whole Thanksgiving weekend and holiday before we push into uh, the Christmas season. Um, yeah, Bears travel to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. The Bears have looked better, especially with uh Justin Fields coming back. So there's some potential juice there. Vikings lost a tough one out in Denver. Uh, another week of practice, uh, for Josh Dobbs to really kind of keep getting involved in that offense. Uh, pretty sure Justin Jefferson should be pretty much healed up and uh, and ready to just be at full speed come Sunday. But, yeah, I, dude, I think I kind of got to buy a hook and take Bears plus three and a half here. I don't know if that's a weird line to take, but they've been looking good. They should have beat Detroit last week, so they're probably going to be a little pissed off about that. I'm going to go Bears plus three and a half, and, uh, you know, maybe we start to see the Vikings start to fall off. I don't know if it was just a little phase of the Vikings looking looking good or if it's actually going to – be legitimate i think this is a game where we find out but like i said the bears have looked better now with justin fields back uh, i will buy a hook and take them plus three and a half uh in this matchup but jack over to you how you how you reading this one yeah the bears have definitely been looking a little bit better um they that justin fields and dj Moore connection just seems to work um when they're yeah. both healthy and playing so uh, I like that. Uh, you know, I, I would sprinkle a DJ Moore anytime touchdown for sure. Um, that'll be one of my plays in this game. Uh, but, you know, I really like the Vikings defense, uh, specifically their defensive coordinator and sort of the the blitzes that he draws up. I think that it could it could 
cause a lot of pressure for Fields, but if Fields is able to escape, make it, make the plays, go extend them downfield, uh, I think that the Bears end up winning this one. So uh, my, my play in this one is just going to be a DJ Moore anytime touchdown and also a Jordan Addison anytime touchdown. I like it. I like the Addison play there. Uh, Bri, what, what's going on here? Yeah, that's that's some spicy stuff from Jack. Uh, yep. I like that a lot. Um, you know, we saw with Josh Jobs, he got off to that hot start in the beginning of the year for the Cardinals, and then he kind of calmed down a little bit before he had those couple good games before he went to Minnesota. I think that's what we're going to see here. Uh, you know, hot start in Minnesota, and now the teams might be starting to figure him out a little bit in that offense. He is playing the Bears, though, and that defense is absolutely atrocious. Even though Mont- Montez Sweat did – add them a little bit, but I think I'm going to take the over here at 43 and a half. I hated the 48 and a half for Sunday night football. I think 43 and a half is a little bit better. This could be a 24 to 20 game. So yeah, I'm going to go that route. And then Justin Fields over on the rushing yards. Love the Justin Fields play as well. I think you can get a lot of same game parlay juice in this game. Uh, I think there's stuff all over the board you can look at. So maybe look out for Monday. We might drop a little same game parlay for this game. So definitely check out the Twitter, the Instagram. Might whip something up for you guys. Uh, a little value play there. I think there's a lot of stuff you can you can mix and match with that one. So definitely look out for that one come Monday. But speaking of Monday, that wraps up the week of the NFL season. Another round of analysis and picks. Uh, for the weekend we've been pretty hot I know I was red hot last weekend so look out for that this weekend we're looking to stay hot uh, and you might catch us in a good roll right here so I would say definitely lock in a bunch of picks this weekend that we're looking at um, I think I think we got a shot to, to stay hot but uh, other than that that's kind of it for me another hot episode I think a lot of great games this weekend a lot of games that are weird but could be good. We're talking about games potentially going to overtime and ending as a tie. Uh, I think there's a lot of good stuff on, on the week slate there. So that's all I got. I'll let you guys give any closing remarks. But let's go, Eagles. And I hope everybody had a great holiday. I'm out. Gosh, Giddy, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Me too.